show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So you want more than one dog. You're thinking, let's add a new pooch to the mix. Or maybe it's your first dog. Tactical Draws writes, hey, what's going on, Eric? You look new, Tactical Draws. Sounds like a uh, something to do with um, weaponry on your handle there. Who are you? Welcome. Anyway. One week ago, we brought old Brucey boy over here to the vet after Daisy bit him. $450 later, we left. Uh, some antibiotics. Uh, not to mention, he has an ear infection, so we had to take care of that. The end of the week, I brought old O'Neill and Daisy in. $1,098 later, we left. <laughs> you think I'm kidding when I say, hey, thanks uh, for subscribing to the Patreon. I really appreciate that. You help keep the vet bills paid. You do. <laughs> Oh fuck! Oh, just all you can do is laugh. Just ah, ha, ha, ha. oh, so funny! Yes. Today, oh no, Betty has an appointment. All told, we will be approaching two thousand dollars. I know what you're thinking. You're like, oh, God, Jesus, how can you possibly do that? And uh, Sarah says, you need to get the vet to sponsor the show. I've tried. Um, this is pretty much it, though, for the year. Unless if, uh, Daisy bites Bruce again. Uh, a lot of, some of the costs are like things like, um, they have a new heartworm medicine that they give to your dog and it's just one shot for the year. Gone are the, uh, uh, monthly pills that you give the dog to prevent heartworm. But, uh, you know, not to mention we have the two cats. Uh, Tim writes, wow, you'd think after spending as much at that vet as you do, they would name the practice after you. That'd be nice. Brought to you by the Eric Zane Show. The Eric Zane Show podcast. Kenny in Nashville says, reasons I don't have a dog. Eric always talking about his vet bills. Glad to help. Glad to help. I see Adam the Odd is in the audience uh, reporting that he, it's his first day in seven that he feels... Good or better, thank God, and thank you for asking. He uh, 
I guess Cade had uh, asked him or someone had asked him, as it was, how are you feeling? He's uh, recovering from COVID. I heard it's going around. Did you guys know that a million people have died in the U.S.? That's like the fifth week of that announcement. What's going on? Tarantula Farmer announces his appearance. I'm here. All seven foot five of me. Okay. Now, as I have started the show, I see something that is behind me in this room that should not be. And that is the ghetto duct tape job on the Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid NEV sign has failed once again. So uh, they pay for that. So I got to make sure that that's there. Aha! Oh, odds on when this will fall again. Oh, my God. I've got so much work to do. So much. I think it looks crooked now. All right. Welcome in. I hope you had an excellent weekend. I really do. And uh, this show, as it happens each and every day, from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio, smack dab in the middle of this uh, neat little community of Hudsonville, Michigan. Okay. As you know, uh, Twitch is brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Also, taking care of uh, the Facebook as well, facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. If you'd follow me there, follow me on Twitch. And then uh, Twitter, at Eric Zane Show, brought to you by Blue Frost IT and the almighty YouTube. Subscribe to the channel, bell notification, so you know when I go live, I do anything on YouTube. I don't do a ton on YouTube. Most of it comes through here. But uh, still, you following all of those things, quick, easy, painless, free thing that... Um, helps the show grow maureen says where is mother mary hiding i just brought her into the shot the problem is it blocks bruce so that's that's you know kind of where we are on that i don't want to block bruce people just have to see bruce okay so okay we have uh, just a, a a ton of things to go over today some excellent some of it terrible i'm not gonna lie but uh, I am not gonna. I am gonna talk about the mass shooting. Um, there was actually um, two mass shootings. There was one at a church in California, which I know very little about, and then the one in Buffalo, which uh, I have been following quite a bit um, about some of the details. I have my thoughts on that coming up. Um, you know, but I don't want to. I don't want to just you know go after that right from the jump here. I've got a number of things I need to discuss. I, I as you know, I like to um, share the show, which is uh, based on Twitch. Boy, that's, that's, uh, that Twitch is, um, Twitch is actually has to do with this mass shooting in Buffalo. And I, I can't wait to discuss this with you. But again, I, I want to wait on that. Uh, we have a number of people as, as we always do every morning, uh, enjoying the show on Twitch, the live stream. And then of course I have folks on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube enjoying the show as well. Those you all enjoying on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, you are a uh, limited time. I, uh, you know, the first handful of minutes you can enjoy, you're welcome to. And then uh, I'm going to cut the cord and head uh, direct you over to Twitch, where if you follow me at Eric Zane Live, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live, that is how you can get the rest of this show. Just a reminder, you're only going to get a handful of the minutes. 
It, pardon me. I need to drink this coffee. I really do. Hang on. Still a little warm. Life is better with besties. This is my wife's coffee mug with all of her lady friends. Those going out with the girls, my lady friends. Um, my mind is going uh, one million directions as usual today. Uh, last night, bedtime. Everything normal. Madison says, uh, she comes in into our bedroom and she says, this is my 19 year old. And she announces, oh my God, I'm going to a drag show. And I'm like, what? And, uh, well, she actually, uh, like, like asked, can I go to a drag show? And I go, well, that's very kind of you to ask, but you know, um, this is not my decision. This is your decision. Why are you asking me this? Um, I go, I, I appreciate you letting us know though. No, no. And so I, I don't have any problem with that. Um, what I was more concerned about was where she was going, uh, downtown Grand Rapids. I'm like, you know, I mean, I, who, who, how are you going to be alone at any one point walking from your car to where you're going. That's what I'm concerned about. I, I mean, who are these people? And she explains it to me and, and, uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, and then, and then she comes in a second later and she goes, actually, we're going to have a sleepover at so-and-so's house. I go, Oh, so you're going to the, the drag show and then you're going to go to the sleepover. Okay. All right. Then she's, she went like from in bed to now, She's going down to a drag show and then to a a lady friend sleepover with besties, I guess. And I'm like, can you imagine? I mean, that is uh, what that is there is that is a juvenile livelihood and lifestyle uh, creeping into adulthood. When you're in, at a spot where she is, when you're 19, you go, you kind of like, you're still in both of those worlds, you know? Where uh, you can have that type of uh, all of a sudden just get up and go do something. It's like I th there is if anybody anybody um, called me up and said, "Hey, it's uh, it's nine o'clock Sunday night. You want to go out and go bowling?" I'm gonna be like, uh, "Don't ever call me again. Fuck you." Holy shit. So uh, she ends up leaving the house, but before she leaves, she brings Bruce in, and uh, and Bruce has to crash with us now. So, all right. Radio voice Linda says, we have sleepovers at my house all the time. Okay. What, with like your girlfriends or like your, your son invites boys over and they all sleep over it. What, what's going on there? All right. But you're single too, though, you know? And how's that even possible, by the way? How is it that you are single? I mean, I can see Kenny with the video games thing going on, you know, but you, how are, how you, you must be one of those, those women, uh, Linda, that, um, you like choose to be single, you know, 
I'm thinking you're like, uh, you know what? I don't need any more man drama. That's I don't need any of that. That's what I believe. <laughs> Kenny gives me the sad face. <laughs> he gives me the well. Look, it's it's. Hey, man, I told you, I only look for women that have my interests. <laughs> yeah. Hello there, uh, internet dater. How would you like to spend your hours playing Minecraft and Defender? Well, I have the thing for you. It's me. Pleasantly plump, humble, lover of the Lord. And tacos is interested in you. <laughs> oh, ah, oh, oh. Yeah, that's what I figured. Linda says, I have chosen to be single to focus on my son, but he's out of the house now, so it's time. Uh oh. It's time. You know what that means? She's on the prowl. She's looking for that second half of life soulmate. You hear that, guys? You play your cards right. You never know. Kenny writes, I met someone online just this past week. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, oh. Joe Stinkpot writes, Linda's purring and ready to pounce. It's a little weird. Well, anyway, well, anyway, Linda adds on the prowls, a little on the prowl is a little strong. Yeah. You don't, you don't seem like a prowl, the uh, prowling type to me. Okay. Um, what the fuck was I going to talk, talk about? I have some images that I want to share with you, which doesn't necessarily mean that I will be able to share them. You know me. But uh, I was uh, out and about over the weekend. I was actually uh, at a wedding. While I was away, Mike Ball announced to me, hey, I'm dropping something off at your house. And uh, as you know, Mike Ball, he deals in, he uh, delivers these um, little Debbie snacks, which are, it's seriously, some of the greatest confections that have ever been made. I always uh, am impressed with how inexpensive those are. You can get a box of the Star Crunch for like a buck 50 or the uh, Cosmic Brownies for like a buck 50. It's, it's ridiculous. But my all-time favorite, the Strawberry Shortcake. I mean... Holy crap. And just uh, last week, I announced that despite having a real horrible time at the Grand Rapids Half Marathon last October and uh, retiring from running, um, I'm, I'm back. I am, uh, I am challenging Mike again, and we are going to raise a ton of money for the AT Children's Project. And um, we're 19 weeks away. From that race and uh so i am i am one million percent on board again you are gonna bet uh on who's gonna win and by how much time 
if you correctly bet who wins and by the uh, uh, by how much time winning by, you will win. If you're closest, three hundred dollars. If you're second closest, two hundred dollars. Third closest, one hundred dollars. Nobody gives me a shot. They're like you were you were disgustingly slow the last time you barely finished the race. That's all true. That's all true. Mike Ball says, I'm bringing something over. It turns out he brought a uh, pint of the Little Debbie slash Hudsonville ice cream, strawberry shortcake ice cream, a pint of it, um, because he's trying to make sure that I stay good and plump. Um, I give him credit for that because... That adds to my workload. If you keep me fat, you are adding to my workload, Mike Ball. Um, I He reached out to me yesterday and he goes, over under is six minutes that it's going to take you to eat that. Now, I'm not going to uh, sit here and say, no, I'm, I'm so serious. I'm not going to eat that. I'm going to, I'm going to eat that. I, that, in fact, had a fried chicken dinner last night and then I didn't even wait like one second after I finished the meal, I was in the freezer. It's time. And, uh, I'm not going to sit here and, uh, and lie to you and suggest that I'm not going to eat that. What I did not know is that my beloved wife was documenting the consuming of the ice cream. Now, it did not take me six minutes. It took me actually 12, 13, 14 minutes to, uh, to eat every single bit of it. But uh, let's see here. My beloved wife. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> I had no idea. Look, at there's the bowl of cat food here. Another one here. I, <laughs> I had no clue I was, uh, I was being uh, photographed. Uh, that's the pint of ice cream. I'm just looking at my phone, reading reading up on this and that. Look at this gut. <laughs> it's sticking out further than my chest. That is a full-on dad bod. You can even tell that these buttons right here, they are stretched. They are like, um, you can tell. That <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. Good job, Mike. That is awesome. I think, and good job, Diana, too. That's funny as hell. Look at, look at, here's another shot of me actually eating it. <laughs> and then she sent the pictures to him. Oh, absolutely fantastic. So we're off and running. We are off and running. Uh, Mike, that was a successful endeavor on your part. Oh. Eric, trust no one. They are all out to get you. It's you. It's you against the world. Everyone against the world. Diana lately has been saying to me, oh, geez, you got such a cute little dad bod. You just got, look at, look at that pot belly. I'm like, Ugh, fucking shit. And so I just kind of wince. And she goes, I love it. I just love that. 
Ladies, ladies like me love that. That's what we desire. We, we, you have to keep that up. You're doing a good job with it. I go, all right. And she goes, I've got a mom bod. I go, well, okay. Um, I mean, I don't even know how to respond to that. If, if someone says, I have a mom bod, are you supposed to go, I know. No, you can't. You can't say shit. You just go, oh, okay. All right. I, uh, I don't know. Whatever. Um, okay. However, I'd like to point out that we are now sitting on 12 straight successful workouts. I have not met, other than my, my day, uh, my, my uh, days off, which would be Sunday, yesterday, ice cream day. Uh, I haven't missed a damn thing. I'm killing it. It Mike, you're fucked. You can bring, you know what? Bring more ice cream over. I'm going to need those calories because I'm going to be burning so many. You are dead. This is exciting. Concerning uh, Diana dropping. I, I've got a mom bod. Kate suggests it is a trap. Do not respond. No, no, I didn't. I didn't, you know. Again, 30 plus years. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I would never ever. I just looked at her. I go, okay. This didn't speak. Whatever. I don't know. I didn't know it was anything. Oh my God. God, that was good though. You you have to get that ice cream. I don't even know if you can get it everywhere, but I know like right by here, we've got and this is like the epicenter of it. Hudsonville, Michigan is the epicenter for Hudsonville ice cream. Absolutely fantastic. All right. Thank you, Mike Paul. Okay, now for those of you on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. I'm now going to cut you loose. Uh, it's important to note that um, it's important to note that um, we um, continue the show, and uh, you can go on over to Twitch.tv/slash Eric Zane Live if you want to catch the rest of it. Twitch.tv/slash Eric Zane Live. You can also download the Twitch app and just search Eric Zane Live and you can get it on your phone. Otherwise, that's it for you. The um, show also, you can download the audio podcast wherever you download podcasts. So when I'm done with this, I make the audio available. But for some people who like to get it in the moment as it happens live, some people prefer that, whatever you choose. Thank you so much, though, uh, for the folks on uh, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. And I'll talk to you down the road. And they are gone. Word is starting to get around about my adventures on Big 101.3. Um, oh, oh, hold on before I do that. Kyle B., the guy working on the basement, he logged seven hours last week. And the queen of the forest is not happy that he logged seven hours. She's like, we brought him on to be, to work here. 
seven hours is not going to cut it. I go, um, okay. I don't, I don't know what to say or do. You know, she's, she's, uh, she's the one who, she's the owner and operator of all this. I'm just, I'm just the number two. Um, she was ecstatic that, um, I finally waved the white flag and, and, uh, you know, we're on the same page, but he logged seven hours. Today, he writes, hey, I'll be there this afternoon. I got some pre-employment stuff I need to do. I guess he's taking the job. So here he is. The same time he, we, we hired him here, he's now gotten another job. So this is, this is, oh boy. This one might get ugly. And now I got to report this to the boss. Hey, Kyle's not going to be here to the afternoon. She's going to have a shit fit. Oh, fuck. Okay. Um, man, we traveled this weekend. We went up to the community of West Branch, Michigan. Jacqueline's fiance, Justin, and uh, his sister, she's getting married. And uh, we've, we've gotten pretty tight with uh, Justin's family. They're very, very sweet. Nice, nice group of people. And, um, you know, families are, are joining as one in November when those two lovebirds get married. So, and I've, and I've, uh, we've uh, hung out with, um, Justin's mother many, many times and, and, uh, Justin's sister, the young lady's name is, uh, is JC. And I remember when Justin and Jacqueline started to, uh, see each other, uh, Justin informed us that his sister, JC was convinced that she would never, ever, ever um, have a boyfriend or get married. Now, I don't know what's going on there, but all I can tell you is she is as handsome as just Justin is. She's as pretty. Okay. The whole family is unbelievably photogenic. And so I'm like, what's going on there? And I guess she's just one of those people who's kind of like in in uh, has a has a has a has a, a, a hard candy shell. I guess I don't know. I've I I can't figure it out. She's never been able no boyfriend ever. And um, that was pointed out. Um, Justin spoke at the wedding uh, about his beloved sister, and uh, it, he pointed out uh, JC's first and only boyfriend. Now husband, gentleman's name is Lane, retired military veteran, uh, served. And um, so this was great. Everything about this was fantastic. Now, you need to know that when Justin was a little, little boy, seven years old, his father uh, had a sudden heart attack and passed away. Okay. So immediately, Justin's mother is tasked with raising um, uh, Justin and his sister, his older sister by a few years uh, on her own. And what a, what a, 
monumental task that is, but she did an absolutely fantastic job. And, and then at the, uh, at the wedding, um, at the like, uh, reception, Justin spoke and, oh my God, did he do, he did such a fantastic job. And I always admire people who that, if that's not their wheelhouse, if speaking to a group of people is not their wheelhouse, I always, I'm really pulling for the person who stands up and speaks to a group of people and they're extremely nervous, you know, and that is not easy to speak in front of people. And uh, everyone who spoke, they, God, they did such an excellent job. I'm always really impressed about people who don't do that regularly to actually perform really well. And he did, and his cousin did too, and she was great. She was very funny. Her name was Tess, just super funny. And um, uh, Justin, he at the uh, when he was talking about his sister, acknowledged his mother for um, doing a great job raising him and his sister. And oh, he started to cry, and I'm like, oh, you know, I love him so much. I really do. He is absolutely spectacular and um i was like holy shit and he no he's a giant he's like six five or something like that and to see this enormous man show this extreme vulnerability and not a dry eye in the house i mean everybody's like <laughs> ah, including me and i'm like <laughs> they're just pouring out my face and and he's just Oh, speaking from the heart, it may, it was so spectacular. And then, like, that passes. And uh, I'm thinking, okay, all right, sadness is over. And then they uh, played a video of JC growing up with her father. Like, you, you, we got to see all these still images set to music, and it's always, like, you know, some crazily sad song. And, oh, then it's, like, back on again. We just got, I just got past the crying, you know? And then it's like, oh, more tears. I didn't think I could cry any more tears. And it's just like, ah, oh, my God. But it was great. It was so perfect. No complaints from me. It was absolutely appropriate. One of the most emotional things I have ever seen in my entire life. It was great. Oh. And, uh. Yeah, man, just uh, just a nice time. Great family. I cannot wait to see them again. Uh, November. I I um I sit there and um watching these folks speak. You know, obviously, I have to say a few words. Um, being the father of the bride, and um for um uh, for their wedding, and uh, boy, they, I'm like. I'm not really a write it down and read it type of guy. I'm more of a, I might have a few thoughts in my head and then kind of go about it that way. But I, I don't even have any idea where to start. Well, no, I do. I just haven't really put my mind to it yet. I'm not there yet. If you're going to write something poignant at a wedding, you got to really kind of like uh, drill down to make sure you hit the right things. So I've got a general idea. I think you got to I think you have a have to have a few jokes in there. And uh when you're dealing with an emotional bunch of people either overly happy or whatever, you you don't have to go that far to get to the joke. You can say the lamest thing and they're they're going to go ah. <laughs> 
you know. But it was uh, it was a good time. Before the reception, though, this was absolutely one of the most epic things I've ever seen. It was a um, awesome failure because it can't be looked at anything. I don't even know if you can call it a failure. It's just as the wedding was getting started, you really pay attention when God opens his mouth. What do you mean by that? What I'm saying is sometimes there's just something that might happen that there's nothing you can do. We are driving over to West Branch earlier. Now, that is quite literally from the west side of the state of Michigan all the way to the opposite side, from the west to the east. So we're about in the middle of the state and about to start really going east. And I look to my left, and there is a curtain of uh, gray, black clouds, and the rain is falling off of them. And I can tell the rain's falling, but it's probably two, three miles to the west of right where I'm going to make my right-hand turn and then go due east towards Houghton Lake, Michigan, Adam. In fact, I went right around Houghton Lake, Adam. I was thinking about you, but what a wonderful place that is. It is fantastic. Um, before that, I see all that rainfall, and I go, that's going to go up our ass in a matter of hours. Um, Linda says, Eric, will you be the MC if I ever get married again? Do you mean the officiant or the MC? There's a difference. You mean the officiant. Like you want me to marry you, right? Let's not put the cart in front of the horse. First, find a, find a, uh, a sweet gentleman that can that you you know that can handle you that can handle um being told what to do maureen says both of course i'll help you so behind me i'm seeing the cataclysmic black clouds similar to the film war of the worlds with uh, tom cruise i'm like this is not good this is terrible uh, we go, um, we get ready, and uh, then we drive over to the venue. This is hours later. Now, this is an outdoor wedding with no plan B. None. No plan B. And I'm like, oh, my God. We kind of anticipated rain, so we got umbrellas. Um, they did no good. As I'm walking up 10 minutes before the wedding starts, Jackie, who's in the wedding, my daughter, she says, dad, hustle. We're starting now trying to beat the rain. I go, oh, so I I'm running now. I get to my seat. You know, we got the folding chairs set up little gazebo with, with, uh, it looks wedding-y. The, First uh, bridesmaids, groomsmen, the first couple comes walking down. I feel a drop hit my nose. And I look at Diana. I go, fucked. We're dead. Uh, okay. We're uh, in this setting where it's a beautiful old school barn. Okay. For the wedding. Eh, well, you know, West Branch. 
right next to it, I'm not kidding you, is a uh, pasture with probably two dozen cows. And uh, it was serene and sweet. Had we not been dealing with what was a, a coming uh, approach of the four horsemen of the apocalypse, the cows, they're going, argh, argh, argh. now I'm thinking they're communicating, communicating in cow and they're going, we gotta get the fuck out of here. These stupid fucks are about to get drenched. Let's go. And then there was a streak of lightning followed by an instantaneous kablamo! The cows bolt. I'm not kidding. I've they all went and they're gone. They 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 ran away and everybody goes, "Uh-oh." The you ever hear about animals always know when you're when uh, when the bad shit's about to go down before anybody else? Well, because we're too stupid to move. We're too stupid to move the color. And they, they run away. I can hear the going. There, it sounded like the NFK. Um, more rain. More bridesmaids. More groomsmen. Uh, within 30 seconds, hit the button. Umbrella goes up. And just as we all stand... For JC and Lane, it was raining so hard that the people across the aisle, 10 feet away, it was hard to see them. That's how much rain was falling in an instant. You ever wonder how like, uh, and sometimes uh, in a movie, they'll they'll stereotypically, uh, when they put the special effects of the water down, it's like, uh, in an instant, it starts pouring, but it never really starts that way. It always is, you know, there's some buildup. This was 30 seconds of buildup. And then, kaboom, God opened his mouth, and here it comes, right as she's walking down the, the aisle. And then everybody just went, eh. Now, one of the things that I noticed was the number of people seated who did not have umbrellas. I am not kidding you that are just sitting there in an instant they're soaked and I'm, I'm looking at them and they're not moving. And I, I found out after the fact that remember I said Lane was uh, in the army or something like he might've been Marines. I don't want to say it and then have it be wrong. But anyway, there was all sorts of veterans. And then one of them said, yeah, we've had, we've experienced that a lot. So we just didn't move. (laughs) Kyle writes, does anyone have any reason why these two shouldn't get married? God, hold my beer. Oh, okay, but that's not it, or that's not the end of it. It's pouring. Everybody's instantly soaked, and um, I, I'm under the umbrella, and I have it. I'm like crouched, trying to be as little as possible. I still got soaking wet. Okay, um, the bride JC walks down lane. Hand, uh, uh, Justin actually walks JC down. It was very touching. Um, and then we've got 10, 15 minutes of ceremony. The rain intensifies. It's not even, you know, like sometimes you'll hear a crack of thunder and a bolt of lightning. 
There's no time between them. It's just constant. You know, like boom, 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 all around us. And we're holding umbrellas in an open field. Ah! Oh, my God. Diana's freaking out. She can't stand this, you know. Then, then the hail. I am not kidding you. Uh, Dime-sized hail starts just pelting and people's um, going through the umbrellas. Then the wind, the wind. And then you know how like you see like uh, when the wind gets underneath um, the umbrella and, and, and it turns it the opposite way, destroys the umbrella that people's umbrellas are getting. It's so it's a fucking wind shear, like straight line winds and chairs are blowing over. Holy shit. Oh, and they, they did it. They powered through. I don't know how they did it. I would have just said, fuck this. Let's just do this. Just go and wait it out. Let's go drink. Let's just go drink. Oh, and, uh, then they just said, all right, that's it. Time to, uh, we now pronounce you man and wife and everybody clapped. Everybody, no one cried. No one had a, no one was pissed off. It was awesome. And then uh, they walked over to the barn. We sat in the barn, waited for the storm to blow over the rest of it. And then we were on our way. Absolutely epic. Um, You know, uh, it, it. I guess that's. And now remember, uh, JC's husband, Lane, he walked up to her after and he goes, what are you going to do? <laughs> like, yeah, I guess. So that was fun. It was, uh, I'm actually glad that that right there makes a wedding you're well what a way to be welcomed into the world of matrimony you know that type of uh, ceremony is absolutely spectacular so good for them i'm happy and uh and off we go and i heard that a lot too uh melissa says they say rain on your wedding day is good luck and in fact as we were getting started i looked at diane i go what does this remind you of she goes the day we got married because we had a big one blow through too um 30 years ago um, when that all went down, but I wonder why that, why does someone say that? Why does someone say, Oh, Hey, that's good luck. Uh, don't they, they, they say that a lot too, that if like, uh, um, I remember when I was looking for our first home here in West Michigan and, um, there was a guy who named John, who was, uh, the realtor leading, uh, taking, showing me various homes to buy when we're moving from New Jersey to Michigan and a bird shit on me. And, uh, he goes, Oh my God. And I'm like, what, what? He goes, you're going to find a house. That is great. Great news that a bird just shit on you. I go, what the fuck are you talking about? I, I wanted to fire him right there. I go, how can this even be a thing? A bird shits on you. That means you're going to find a house. I did. I did find a house that day. I kind of had to, but I'm not giving credit to the bird taking a shit on me. All right. Whew. Okay. When this show is done, the Patreon bonus podcast is what I do after that. It is a second podcast. So yeah, I'll go for a couple hours here powered by the sponsors and you, the audience, but when we do the Patreon, no sponsors. It's powered by you subscribing to it. Thank you so much. 
if you've subscribed to the past uh, in the past, and uh, if you're still on, thank you so much. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Go there and you'll see what it's all about. Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. A second podcast every day of the work week, plus um, several other bits of content that I put up there, including Smarter Than a Former Drug Dealer Trivia, The Lost Zane Recordings, The Insane Asylum, um, Radio, Behind the Curtain, Episode 3, Show number three went up this weekend. And then the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, which this week we're doing on Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. FYI. All right. So sign up for the Patreon. Uh, I suggest giving it a test run, you know, just one month. Sign up for one month. That's either five or ten bucks. Five bucks for all the audio, ten bucks for all the audio and all the video and live streams. And see if you like it. That way... You know, if you don't, you're not out a ton of change. But if you do like it, you can convert it to a yearly and save 10%. Thank you, though, for uh, watching this one. The Open and the live stream brought to you by Bosco's Pub, 3380 Chicago Drive in beautiful Hudsonville, Michigan. Bosco's Pub, wonderful place to hang out, watch the big, watch the, uh, big games, maybe the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs, or, or the Tigers on uh, one of the many screens that they have there. Uh, Food's cheap, beer's cheap, drinks are stiff, no Russian vodka, Bosco's Pub, Hudsonville, Michigan, part of Terra Square. I recommend, well, I've only had the Olive Burger and the Luigi, and they're absolutely fantastic. Think about this with the Luigi, an amazing, amazing burger with mozzarella sticks, marinara, uh, and pepperoni. What? On a burger. Thank you to my policy shop insurance, Frank the Tank. Fuss. Buyinsurancehere.com. Getting insurance through Obamacare can be tricky. I am uh, trying to get Stu McAllister hooked up with it. And I, I, I spoke with him yesterday and I said, you know, you can get a decent policy for 150 bucks a month. And he goes, oh, I, I did do that one year. And then the next year it went up to like 700 bucks. And I said, okay, that's because, um, well, something went awry. You need the expert Frank Fuss to help you. Make sure that all of the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted. There is a special enrollment period going on right now. If you do not have health insurance, Frank will figure out if you qualify for this special enrollment period. Odds are you do. Some of you don't even have any idea how Obamacare works. I've had a policy through Obamacare for the past three years, and it's spectacular. I have no complaints. Thanks to Frank. Uh, you pay a small percentage of the premium premium each month. And the federal government, I did that, pays for the rest. Seems to work. I'm happy. You'll be happy. Now, if while you're unemployed or you're working on your own, that's who this is for, by the way, you happen to come into money. Let's say you start working a ton and you make a ton of cash in your own business or whatever it may be, 1099 to death at the end of the year. Um, 
if you do make a ton of cash, you're going to have to pay that premium back. Um, so you got to be aware of that. But for a lot of you, you won't hit the threshold and the government gives you a tax subsidy. That's what it's set up for. Uh, take advantage of this. Do not go without your health insurance, for God's sake. This is all I'm asking you to do. Call Frank at 616-914-4070. He will, uh, you can call him and talk to him directly, or you can send him a text. Say, Eric Zane sent me. How do I talk to you? He's going to send you an appointment link. You fit, You click on that. You fill it out. I'm available this day, this time, uh, either by the phone, Zoom, or in person, whatever you choose. Very, very, very simple. And then off you go. He do, it doesn't cost anything for his services. I don't know. I can't stress this enough. Uh, take advantage of this. 616-914-4070. Even if you missed the open enrollment last year, you can do this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Very, very important to note that he's also the Medicare Advantage plan expert. Okay. And he can help you uh, filling out your Social Security or your Medicare Part A and B. Frank Fuss, thank you. Hang on. Hang on. I'm getting more of an idea that um, people are paying attention to. Um, I mentioned this earlier. What's going on on uh, Big 101.3? The fun hits you know. Excuse me. Okay. When I voice track that radio station. All right. Occasionally I'll talk in between two songs. And that's basically just, oh my gosh, I love Otis Redding sitting on the dock of the bay. It's big 101.3 with the Beatles. So quick back sell, quick front sell. There are other times when I'm required to talk about whatever the radio station wants me to promote. Typically, hey, there's a concert coming to town. If you want tickets, go to the website. Okay, so though that's it. Other than that, that's all you can do. And, you know, the most you're going to talk for is 40 seconds to one minute. And, and some people might even say, that's too long. That's too long. So what I have decided to do in those times where I talk 40 seconds to a minute, sure, I'm going to go ahead and pr- tell people to go to the website and win tickets. But what I'm also going to do is lie and make up the dumbest stories about what I'm talking about. So I would say 90% of what you hear when I'm on Big 101.3 from 6 a.m., I'm sorry, 6 p.m. to midnight, Saturday and Sunday, is purely fabricated off the top of my head. I don't write anything down ahead of time. I just do it. It's all BS. So, um, in fact, since I started doing that, um, I've said that Brett B-Side Matthews, who's the night guy Monday through Friday, is a pet hypnotist and went to Cambodia for a book signing tour. Um, Mike, who's on in the afternoon, hosts Tiger Fridays with various members of past and present uh, Detroit Tigers teams. That's a lie. Uh, I, I keep saying that the Tigers are coming in to play the fun hit you know. No, no one comes in. Um, I've suggest, what else did I suggest? Oh God, there was several other things that were just stupid. Um, oh, 
I suggested that Bill Simonson is a DJ at the local gay bar and that you and promoted I'm promoting that uh Josh Groban at Pine Knob is the Josh Groban sings Leonard Skinner uh songs. That's not true. I'm also promoting that the Who when they come in October, the drummer for the band is the great great grandson of Keith Moon, Malcolm Moon, who's nine years old and blind. That's not true. So it's all based on that type of stupidity. And I've been stark doing this for months. And no one has noticed. No one. So that's both hilarious and, in my opinion, a terrible sign. However, I did hear from one gentleman who's forgotten more about radio uh, than most people have even listened to the radio. That would be Phil Tower. Phil Tower for years, for years, has been, was an institution on Wood Radio uh, in Grand Rapids and unceremoniously broomed in another mass firing. Oh, no. Well, he's kind of been trying to recover and stay in the game as best as he can. Phil's a great story, by the way. Um, I need to bring him on here because Phil is, um, he was born with um, one functional limb. And you're like, wait, what? Um, His left arm is like your left arm and my left arm. He has no legs, and his right arm is not at all what you would want your right arm to be. It has some degree of functionality to it, but he has... I didn't even know he had Lieutenant Dan legs one day. I just thought he just had an issue with his legs, but no, he has no legs. And this guy... Has he he had the type of family that said, "You'll be fine, adapt," and boy did he! He's absolutely fantastic. I love that man so much. <clears throat> Hang on, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, Linda says, "Is this a made-up story?" No, it actually is not. Phil writes to me. Um, I'm up at my brother's house in Greenville. And we have big 101.3 on. I am truly enjoying your show. Classic Eric Zay. I'm like, uh-oh. The cat is out of the bag now. I wrote, ha-ha, thank you. I said, I, I wrote nearly everything I say is made up. It's the only way to make it fun and, and interesting. LOL. I loved it. My brother had it playing throughout every room in his massive lake house in Greenville. That's a humble brag there. I wonder if they'd let me voice track some Sunday hours. And I said, I bet they would. All right. All right. Um, Sarah listens. She noticed. She wrote, my favorite was when Mike in the afternoon was on vacation and you said he was uh, chariot racing with with emus wearing a horse head. To hear you write it that way makes me laugh. All right. Just stupid. 
I got uh, some more show and tell for you. Um, we were driving back from West Branch yesterday, coming into my neighborhood. And um, the last busy road that we're on, I shouldn't even say busy. It's one lane going one way, another lane going the other way, um, is, um, you know, um, you, what, what you don't want to see you kind of have to watch out for the wildlife because there's some geese that just had babies and you don't want to have any, uh, uh, geese bowling tournaments going on, which has happened. Unfortunately, it's horrible, but you got to be careful. So, um, the, the, all the geese or several Canada geese walking across the street with uh, two dozen, uh, chicks. And I'm like, wow. So then they, uh, they, they go across and I slowly start, you know, cruising and then i see this white ball of fur uh sprinting off to the side of the road and um uh Donna goes what's that and it's like a hundred yards away and i go it looks like a fox and um and then we get a little closer and i said i think that's a dog and it looked out of place it looked like the type of dog that should not be roaming you know, um, smallish it struck me as the type of dog that you would see most of the time in the house, a Pomeranian type of dog. And I'd never seen it before. So I said, I'll bet you that is a lost dog and someone's looking for it. So we, I stopped the car right on the road and I'm, I'm watching the dog, um, probably 300 feet away. And um, not walking up steps into someone's uh, on someone's deck. It's just wandering. I go, okay, all right. So uh, now this has happened many times. We we somehow have been able to pull this off several times. Um. So we pull up, and uh, Madison gets out, and the dog sees her. And the dog comes running towards her. And then just before it gets to where she is, the dog stops and is apprehensive and is a little concerned and then runs away and then kind of comes back and then kind of runs away. But it's keeping probably 25 feet uh, of distance between us. Diana's in the car. She's going to the... um, local inform page we've got several of these you know area inform pages on facebook where you can report a lost dog madison goes i'm going to get she has a little uh, breakfast muffin in the back seat she she gets the muffin out and um she throws it towards the little thing and it turns out it uh because uh uh uh, uh Corey is saying, Eric thought a Pomeranian was a fox. Well, it turns out I have a picture, dick face, and I look like a Pomeranian-type dog is what I said. It turns out it's a, it's, it's a Pomsky, which I think is the combination of a Pomeranian and a Husky. Um, so Madison uh, throws a little bit of the... Uh, of the biscuit towards the dog and the dog goes in and starts eating it. And so then uh, Madison throws it a little closer and the dog takes a few steps forward. And I'm just standing there watching this happen. 
And then the dog just, it just keeps eating and getting closer. And finally, the dog is right at our feet. And then I went ahead and I, I picked him up. And there he is. Look at that. Look at that little guy. Hello. Hello, buddy. Hello, handsome fella. Oh, my gosh. See, I told you he looked like a little fox, a little fuzzy white fox. And he was dirty. He'd been running through the mud. So, okay, we wrapped him up and he's in the car now. And I go, this is someone's dog. This is an inside dog. This Someone's frantically looking for this dog right now. We got to get to work. This is on Sunday morning. Okay. So then um, uh, I put the dog into the sink and uh, and I gave him a bath, you know. And uh, so I, I'm washing him, getting all the little mud off of his fucking feet and stuff. And Diana, she takes this picture and she posts it and says, this dog has been found. Within five minutes, we've got a phone number for the owner of this dog. And he lives probably like a, a half mile away, maybe more, that this little fucker has wandered away. Kenny Ray, oh, I'm a happy, happy guy. I'm a happy, 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 and a happy doll. And a happy, and a happy guy. So um, I, I went to give him some food. He wasn't hungry. He drank some water. Uh, and then, so now we got a, there's a phone number. And Diana calls the phone number of this guy. And we know his name is Roger because the fam, a neighbor of Rogers has seen the pick and have then uh, uh, tipped us off on the phone number. We call and Roger is crying. He picks up the phone. Hello. And he's Latino. Hello. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Sounds like Kenny. He's crying into the phone. And Diana says, uh, yes. Hey, um, no, don't. Don't cry. We're all crying, senorita. And uh, there's all sorts of, uh, of there's a wife and, and two little kids, and they're all wailing. They're crying. And Diana says, we have your dog. Give us your address. We're going to bring your, 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 your puppy over. So Roger gives the address, and we put the little fucker in the car, and then we go driving over to there. And um, they're in the driveway, still, in, still jammy time, little kids. We're talking about, like, uh, uh, five and two and a half. Okay. And they're all like, everybody's crying except for the two and a half year old. The two and a half year old has a, uh, a bag of dog treats. Like she's, you know, thinks that's how she's trying to find the dog holding onto the, onto the treats, you know, and hoping that she can lure him from And I'm like, well, that's, that's, I wanted to smack him out of her hand and say, he's three quarters of a mile away. He's not going to quit trying, but no, it's stupid. Um, they're, they're all crying. I, I hand them the, and the dog's name is blue. I get, I get, here's blue and blue's like, Oh my God, I can't believe it had out puppy. And, um, <clears throat> Chris says you could have used some of your Spanish to communicate with them. Tu madre es una puta. Or, la chingada, cabrón. or no more butthole for you. Ya no te voy a dar mis nalgas. Or Come mis nalgas cuando yo estoy cagando, cabrón. Eat my ass while I'm shitting, or Come chingo de cagada. Or eat tons of shit, or suck my dick with your butt. Lambe mi palo con tu culo. Give him their dog. This guy hands me one hundred dollars. And I go, Oh my god. No, 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 no. 
Danny, now, please, come on now. I go, no, man, I got four dogs. I know how terrified you were. That is, that is a bad, bad feeling. Wow. I'm, we're just, you know, just to see the four of you so happy, you know, you probably, last time you were this happy was when Trump got voted out of office, you know, um, to let all your relatives pour into the country. So, and, uh, no, uh, there's no way we can keep that money. Young man, you keep your money. Thank you very much. It was a very kind gesture, but we're just glad that you could, uh, uh, that you, that you got your dog back, but look at that little fucker. He is so cute. Shit. Is he awesome? Sarah says, you should have said, no, 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 but subscribe to my Patreon. Uh, Great Gabagool says, another Eric Zane side gig. Zane the dog bounty hunter. Yeah. So a lot of action. It was an action-packed weekend. Okay? You know it's a big weekend with a lot going on when it takes us uh, like an hour and eight minutes to talk about the mass shooting. So this sick fuck, he lives 200 miles away from Buffalo. Um, apparently, he was indoctrinated in the past couple of years. I'm not exactly sure how, but somehow the wires crossed in this asshole's 18-year-old brain. <clears throat> and um, he amassed several weapons. He modified... In a, a rifle, a semi-automatic rifle. Um, and I don't know if the modification allowed it to shoot more rapidly or fire more bullets. The magazines on the weapon had um, could hold 30 rounds, which those haven't been around for years. So who knows about that? But where there is a will, there is a way. And this sick fuck um, figured it out. He was uh, armored up with a tactical helmet on and was live streaming his efforts. He went to Topps grocery store in a black neighborhood in Buffalo and wanted to make sure that there was plenty of the targets there. That would be black people. So um, this was meticulously planned. He hit uh, go live, stepped out of the car, and that was it. So in the blink of an eye, uh, absolute mayhem and panic. He, while he's walking into the store, there was a security guard there with a pistol. He drew, fired into the vest. That did not harm the attacker who then killed that guy. Um, nearly a dozen people killed in this one. Cops show up, and uh, this guy, the 18-year-old, said, um, if you, wait a minute, I think he, th he actually threatened to kill himself, and then he did not, and put down his weapons, and then that was it. He There's video of him being put into the back of the police car with literally bodies all over the place. Absolutely horrific i know very little about the other two mass shootings right now i only followed the one but uh, 
God, there was one in Texas and there's one in California as well. Um, you know, I don't know. I just, I, I focused on only the one. Um, motivated by race. This guy hated black people. And I, he posted a uh, 180 page manifesto. Now I don't know where that showed up. The 180 page document that he posted with very specific, um, uh, things about his weaponry. I don't know any much, anything more than that about the big manifesto or how that was able to be seen. And what my question, first of all is most importantly, um, if that was available to be seen, who saw it and where was it? Where could that have been viewed? Because my first question is, um, if people are aware of this person's, um, unbalanced thought process, what they could have been done. Like for example, if, um, uh, I have a child that posts something horrible and I have a sense that they're up to no good. I am going to, as the parent intervene, the feds went and talked to, uh, the parents of this maniac. And I, I, I guess what I want, I'm curious about is, um, did they have any idea that, well, it was a year ago that this dude threatened his school. Okay. And, um, so, you know, I mean, if you're the type of person that threatens the school, you know, that you gotta be, you know, I, I will be very surprised if there wasn't uh, dozens of red, red flags that were ignored by the family members of this idiot. You know, it wouldn't surprise me at all. I'm, uh, I'm going to guess that if you have this, he's the type of guy that threatens the school a year earlier, uh, that that wasn't an isolated incident, you know, uh, authorities said on Sunday that, uh, he drove to Buffalo 200 miles from his home to do the attack, to do the, uh, reconnaissance on the, uh, on the attack. And then he streamed it on Twitch, which I guess as it unfolded, it went for two minutes and then, um, the, feed was pulled. Uh, New York Governor Kathy Hochul on Sunday said the investigation would focus on what could have been done to stop the teenager, which is kind of like what I was talking about a little bit, who appeared to have advertised a slew of violent racist views online. So that's, that's the thing to me because she's calling out Twitch and I don't think Twitch can be called out for the actual stream of the incident. I mean, they don't have pre-crime to know when someone's going to hit go live and then start firing a weapon. Frankly, I'm surprised that after two minutes, they were able to pull that. I mean, how do you, that's, I don't know how they do that. How, if suddenly um, they, they, someone has eyes on it to that quickly remove that after two minutes, that is pretty impressive. But what I want to know is, um, what was said on uh, any platform? Like if he goes live on Twitch and starts talking shit about black people and wanting to kill black people and that doesn't get reported, then yes, we do have a problem, okay? But I don't know if that is the case. But this article, according to Reuters, says he appeared to have advertised a slew of violent racist views online and not sure what the uh, source of that is. A 180-page manifesto that circulated online. Again, don't know where. 
believed to have been authored by the dude, outlined the great replacement theory, a racist conspiracy theory that white people are being replaced by minorities in the United States and other countries. So this dude's completely whacked. Okay, so a little bit more about this Twitch thing. New York Governor Kathy Hochul accuses Twitch of being an accomplice to the Buffalo supermarket shooter's massacre by letting him live stream murder of 10 people. That's bullshit. She's saying you are responsible, Twitch, because you let him stream this live. How the fuck can you possibly say that Twitch is an accomplice? If I'm then, if I'm them, I'm lawyering up immediately. Uh, Twitch spokesperson told the Daily Mail that their teams were scouring the platform for any republishing of Peyton Gendron's racist killing spree in Buffalo. Hochul said that social media platforms can, in a sense, become an accomplice, if not legally, but morally. That's bullshit. That is that is a horrible thing to say about the people who are running Twitch, which is Amazon. My God, shut your mouth. The governor added her belief that the violent live stream should be removed in a second. This isn't fucking Hogwarts, okay? These things take a little time. I'd say two minutes is a pretty quick turnaround of getting something shut down. They can't predict the future that knowing that someone is going to go live and start shooting someone. You know, outside of making the internet not available to the world, There's really nothing you can do about that. So that's bullshit. That's pie in the sky thinking that there's some way we can prevent that from happening. So for her to say, this is typical of Democrats. And this is what Democrats do. And this is what pisses me off about them. Whenever something like this happens, they tend to just point the finger at everything other than what is actually causing the mayhem. A twisted, crazy fucking 18-year-old. They're, they're willing to point the finger at uh, Republicans, uh, guns, Twitch, whatever they can to uh, do something to push an agenda. Now, Republicans do that too, uh, hence the example of a shortage of um, uh, baby formula and Republicans saying this is Joe Biden's fault, which it's not. Um, so... I guess it, it, in all of politics, this this happens everywhere you turn. But for this particular moment, you have Kathy Hochul blaming Twitch. What a crazy bitch. Um, she said Twitch had enabled killers like Gendron to glorify their crimes to huge audiences and possibly encourage others to copy them. A source told the Daily Mail Saturday the clip had been removed in another two, under two minutes. But that cut little ice with Hochul, who said it should have been wiped within seconds. Yeah, uh, tell me about this. How? Explain how. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. The governor told the media in the aftermath of the shooting, the social media platforms that profit from their existence need to be responsible for monitoring. They can, in a sense. Are you suggesting that the millions upon millions of people that have Twitch accounts, there should be one person watching every one of them? This is stupid. Uh, I actually want to hear a little bit of what she has to say. 
does that mean I'll get this to work? Of course not. Walking up with the mask, of course. No one has a mask on. She's the only one wearing a fucking mask. It's hard to know what to say. Uh, This is my community. I know this community well. I've walked these streets. I know the individuals who live here. It's a wonderful, tight-knit neighborhood. And to see that sense of security shattered by an individual, a white supremacist who has engaged in an act of terrorism and will be prosecuted as such in a cold-hearted cruel, calculating way. A military-style execution targeting people. She's just saying what happened. Can you say something, though, instead of giving me the play-by-play? simply want to buy groceries in a neighborhood store. It strikes us in our very hearts to know that there's such evil that lurks out there. Okay, she said nothing. What a waste of fucking time. Um, you know, like every time something like this goes down, there's uh, some, some lawmaker who uh, you know, comes up with something to do. The one thing I learned uh, in my sociology class was um, the only punishment that works is one that is swift, severe, and certain. And I believe this is going to sound weird. Karl Marx is who said that. And I thought to myself, that is incredible. Because in the U.S. justice system, the one thing it's not is swift. And if you lose any one of those three elements, it's not a deterrent. It may be certain. It may be severe. But if it's not swift doesn't work no that's just what he's saying it doesn't mean but i i I really believe that there's something to that i kind of wish that when something like this happens if there was some law some that made it so that all type of legal processes are out the window out the window And when you have something as clear cut as this, where this maniac went in and killed these people, they are not granted due process that you and I get if we are accused something. When it is eternally heinous to such a degree as this, with no doubt as to who the perpetrator is, it should be that in the parking lot, they put him on his knees and say, who wants to shoot him in the back of the head? All right? And then in the parking lot, they blow his brains out. And they put it on the, on. Uh, they, they, re, they go on Twitch. They, what, they, they broadcast it to the world. Swift, severe, and certain. Blow his face off. And then, you know, uh, people can line up and, and grab a gun and shoot his dead body. And then, you know, instead of like the morgue showing up or the or the medical examiner, you pull up a wood chipper and you you throw his body into it, okay? And then that's it. That's the end of it. Now, 
these sick, disgusting cowards who do this shit will then see that that is, why can't we just try that? It'd be like a 10-year trial period where the Constitution goes out the window for any of these animals that do this. Because you know what that'll do? Humor me for a minute. That will put the message out that this is serious shit and this is what will happen to you. And you know what else they should do? They should then immediately go and arrest all family members. Anyone associated with the scumbag is going to be locked up. So if anybody's planning something like this, you're, you're then aware that, okay, this is what's going to happen to me. And just watch it. Monitor it. Let's get statistics on this as, as criminals are thrown through wood chippers and see those crime rates of these mass shootings, violent crimes with whatever weapon, knife, gun, car, drop like a stone. Then we can stop with this silly point of view that guns cause this violence. Then you will see, okay, in my opinion, that this will go, that crime rates will go down dramatically for these horrible, uh, horrible moments. And then we can stop with the nonsense about uh, Twitch kills people and and guns kill people. Fucking dummies. Ugh. Whew. So that is uh, just a bleak, bleak scenario. Um, yeah, we could have done that with the kid at uh, in, in Oxford, Michigan. Just shot him right in the head, right in the parking lot. Now this scumbag has to be housed in our, uh, in our prison system forever. He's going to love it. He's going to thrive there in prison. Holy shit. All right. This segment of the show brought to you by TC Paintball. Online at tcpaintballgr.com. That's horrible timing. Mass shooting to paintball. Well, Whatever. We're not killing anybody. We're having a great time shooting paintball. That's a sport. I love it so much, and I will see you on Sunday, June 26th at TC Paintball. If you want to participate in Paintball War number 19, the summer slaughter, reach out. Eric at ericzaneshow.com. Right now, we are a month and 10 days away from that event. And the usual suspects, the mazes, the uh, Terry Emo family, the Tarantula Farmer, the Tyler K's, the Kevin K's, none of you, not a one of you, have let me know if you are going to attend. It's like you're working together. Hey, let's get them wound up. I need to keep a head count. The Schaefers, if you can make it, that would be wonderful. Reach out, eric at ericzanejoe.com, subject line paintball, and just RSVP so I can get an idea of who is going. I do actually experience a high degree of anxiety when a week before we've got one person, and then at the last second they all pour in. So if you could put me at ease, send me an, uh, an email or, hell, even a text if you have my, uh, if you have my cell phone number, eric at ericzanejoe.com. And let me know if you're coming. Meanwhile, Wednesday is Little League at TC Paintball. Thursday is Ladies' Day at TC Paintball. You can drop in during the week. Saturday, you're going to want to make a reservation. 
at tcpaintballgr.com. So much fun. Gather up the kids, gather up the family, bachelor party, team building for work, wear junky clothes, and get ready to have a great time playing outdoors, tcpaintballgr.com. Bennett Flooring Installation. That's who I want you to call upon if you're getting ready to, to install flooring in your home in West Michigan. 616-318-0167. That's 616-318-0167. They're going to come to your house. They're going to measure the room. Later on in the day, give you an estimate. You're going to be like, wow, that's incredibly cheap. Come on in. Install that. That's how it works. Uh, they just gave me estimates Jacob did for a room upstairs and the basement that Kyle's going to hopefully finish painting one of these years. And then off they go. Installing new flooring at Bennett Flooring Installation. Get an estimate by reaching out to Jacob. 618-316-318-0167. Uh, okay, one more, and then I got to take a quick break. Uh, my friends at Full House Comedy invite you to go see a show in West Michigan fullhousecomedy.com um for well what of what is a number of venues now under the umbrella of full house comedy tomorrow Aaron Putnam at Rockford Lanes who is a uh, a great friend of mine he's doing two shows i should say he's doing a show on Tuesday at 8 p.m. and then Wednesday going up to beautiful Howard City Lanes for MAGA Hat Night Aaron Putnam is a riot. Other shows include Shane Smith Friday in Rockford and Saturday at the Park Theater. Full list of comics coming at fullhousecomedy.com. Okay, don't go anywhere. I need to take a quick break. All right? Be right back. Okay, I'm back. If I ever... Let's say I was running for political office. I think that I would actually make that part of my platform. That if I am elected president, I will encourage Congress to work on a bill uh, called the Constitution Suspension Act. If you commit an act of senseless violence like this piece of shit here, this is what will happen to you. Immediate execution at the scene of the crime. I'm encouraging the Congress to write up a bill for a five to ten year trial period. The Constitution Suspension Act would affect only those who break the law in such a heinous way for a mass crime, mass killing. That would be incredible. I mean, can you imagine them kicking around that political football? Let's say uh, I'm, at, I'm on a debate stage. You are actually encouraging that uh, mass murderers be killed on the, at the scene of the crime. What do you have to say about that? Yes, I, I agree. Yes, that's exactly what, what I have. That's what, that's what I'm running on. I will, I will hope that Congress will pass that bill. I will sign that into law immediately. And that would be upheaval. But why the fuck not? I mean, what else are we going to do? All right. That's just me spouting off like a dumbass who has a podcast. All right. Intermission over. I don't have a ton of time. We've only got, um, you know, about a half hour left in this thing. 
Uh, I want to I wanna get into this. Uh, I had a football game last night, a West Michigan Ironmen football game. And I don't have any specific examples, but um, I am the color commentator. The coach, Mike Taylor, is the lead play-by-play guy. Between experience calling football games between us is none. We don't have any idea what we're doing. And that's perfect. The games appear online. I'll uh, include the link in the show notes of this podcast. And I can probably leave it right here for you right now if you want to copy it and book uh, bookmark it on your own. But uh, the games, as they're live, they have to have, you have to have like a subscription, okay? But if... Um, so that's actually something you sign up for. But the replay is available for anyone to watch at any time. Uh, here that is. Here is that right there. Okay. You can click on that. So we don't have any idea what the hell we're doing. And the owner of the team is Mario Flores. He goes, oh, I don't care. Just go screw around. I don't care what you say. You can say whatever you want, whenever you want. It's all good. And uh, so... This is my second year doing it. The coach, he's never done it before, but we're starting to figure it out and we're having a whole lot of fun because all we do is make jokes and make fun of everyone. Our kicker is all, our quarterback is also the kicker. His name is Alex Carter. Uh, He was a terrific uh, quarterback in the Mid-American Conference for Western Michigan University when he played. Now he's a local dude who sells uh, medical supplies and does quite well at it actually locally. And then on the weekend, he plays quarterback for this indoor arena football team and he's also the kicker and he tends to suck at kicking and so I was busting his balls because like every other uh, extra point for touchdown that we'd get he'd fucking shank it off the upright or it goes flying into the stands it was horrible so um I was uh, busting his balls on the on the telecast about that. And so everybody, one of our guys, Mike Wynn, caught a touchdown. He caught a ball, and he was running, and he got caught from behind. So I was making fun of him for how slow he is. You know, these are our, this is our team. I'm making fun of our team. Well, the other team really sucked bad. They were the Kentuckiana curse. And, uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, if you're in between Kentucky and Indiana, you are part of the Kentuckiana area. And uh, there was all sorts of jokes flying about these guys. Uh, we were murdering both teams. With about twenty, uh, now about ten minutes left in the game, I get a tap on my shoulder, and it's uh, one of the uh, team front office people, our team. And he, he kind of like, hey, you know, he gets my attention. I, I lean over. I go, yeah, what's up? I'm like away from the microphone. He goes, the owner of the other team, the Kentuckiana Curse, is on the phone. And she's furious. I go, oh, yeah? What's she mad about? Well, uh, you guys uh, keep making fun of her team. And uh, she said if there's one more joke, she's going to order the team off the field. I go, what? I go, what the fuck? This is another example about how women ruin everything. Okay? You can't have a woman owning a football team. Because this is what's going to fucking happen. They were great jokes and awesome. And this dumb bitch gets all butthurt. And now she's threatening to pull. See, women, you can't have nice things.
I can't even get behind that. I'm sorry. <laughs> she got so pissed off. She threatened to pull because uh, her team was getting their ass kicked like 60 to nothing. And she was just livid. I think the straw that broke the camel's back was uh, Mike Taylor described their quarterback as looking like an eagle trying to fly with one wing. And, oh, so pissed. So I'm like, well, okay, I'm going to get fired from this job. Okay, that's it. Um, so I reached out to the coach. And uh, I'm thinking, okay, I'm and that's it. I'm going to get fired. I wrote to uh, Nate Smith, coach of the team, afterwards. Apparently, the owner of the Curse was listening and watching the game on YouTube. She got pissed off at Coach Mike Taylor and I because she said we were going too hard on her team and she threatened to pull the team off the field. Sorry about that. He wrote, fuck that. Ha, 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 ha. We paid for their travel and paid for hotels for them. You guys are great. Yes. Thank God. There is a beacon of, of, uh, of, of wellness. Wait, what's the word? What am I trying to say? A beacon of justice in the world with this. Typically, when I get in the weeds like this, whoever I'm working for says, you're fired. That's it. No more. He said, fuck that. Oh, sweet. I wrote, ha ha. And then, or he wrote, ha ha. And, and I, I wrote, that's awesome. I'm glad to hear that. It wasn't even that bad. Mike Taylor, reference quarterback, is looking like an eagle flying with only one wing. He responds with, I'm through the first quarter. I cannot stop because he's watching the replay afterwards. I cannot stop laughing. And by the way, you are an equal opportunity trash talker. You hammered Carter for shitty kicks. Kentuckiana needs to get over it. This is awesome. I absolutely love this. I said, awesome. How about me busting Mike Wynn for being slow? Coach says, classic. And and that is exactly what I said to him. How the hell did you get hawked by them? I said, it was like he stopped. Exactly. Their left tackle refused to block anyone. Our defensive ends were untouched the whole game. That was dangerous. This. He writes this. We got a report across the street that the Legends bar. There's a bar across the street called Legends. From the arena. The bartender at Legends said he saw a player walk out of the Trinity Health Arena in full pads, walked by the bar, got into his car, and left. (laughs) I wrote, oh my God, brutal. Then the coach writes, they just sent us a text after the game and said, we can feel the better team. Do you guys want to play again? Coach says, no shit you can put a better team together. My Fruitport JV team would kick your ass. I think I need to bring uh, Coach Nate Smith of the West Michigan Ironmen in here uh, right now. He also um, is one of the people at Van Dyke Mortgage who works on mortgages much better than Kyle Ryan. Oh, come on. Don't leave me hanging. He's also the head coach for the Fruitport uh, High School football team. Oh, no. 
This is another classic. Eric Zane. Going to leave us hanging. Hey, this is Nate. Thank you. All right. We tried. We'll circle. We'll circle back. You can't even say that these days without thinking about Jen Psaki, who has left. She's she's left the building. There's like a new chick in charge. There's a new one for you guys to kick around. Oh, he's calling me. Sweet. Okay, hang on a second. Uh, FYI, you are on the podcast, Nate Smith. Yeah. Yeah, I just came in from the restroom, and I was watching your podcast, and I'm like, I hear a ring, and I'm like, I hope that son of a gun ain't calling me. Oh, really? If you don't want to talk, no. that's okay. No, no, no. I'm good to talk. I okay. just thought, I, I'm oh. sorry I missed you. Oh, you didn't want to miss it. Okay. Yeah. I was I was just describing the slaughter uh, last <laughs> yesterday's game. I found it's difficult for you guys to find a team that's worthy of playing you. They always get their asses kicked. Yeah, it's it's a it's tough. It's, it's so difficult. I mean, that team was. They told me they're bringing twenty five guys, guys from other teams, like an all star team, and they were an all star dump. <laughs> I uh, I was telling the story about how the the lady who runs the team was so pissed off at the jokes that we were making that she threatened to pull the team off the field. Well, what are you gonna do? Like we were just talking about that here at the office, and I'm like. Eric and, and Coach Taylor called the way they see it. You know, <laughs> it's like I was watching it hysterically laughing. Well, you know what I mean? And yeah. it was like, what are you going to do? Yeah, I was uh, I was sharing the text exchange that you and I had. I mean, I was <laughs> I mean, sure, I would say 80 percent of the jokes were aimed at the curse. But I also <laughs> called Alex Carter the worst kicker in the history of <laughs> indoor football. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's equal equal opportunity, you know. And it's like, uh, I think you know, you said one time you called the games like a target rich environment, and I think that's exactly what that's yes. what those guys were. You know what I mean? It was oh like yeah, putting so- giving you softballs. I I was shocked at how much their left tackle would r- refuse to block any of our pass rushers. Yeah, he he did the old a blocks. Yeah, like a, yeah, just look out, look out, look out, block. And that, and that and we we ended up hurting their one quarterback and the other one. Did you see when he got driven into the ground by um, I forgot who slammed him? Um, DeCracker probably. Nick DeCracker. I mean, he just drove him into the turf. It was brutal. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a couple times. You know, one of the guys in the bench said, "Hey, it's a screen. It's a screen." I said, "It's not a screen. They just can't block. Oh, like, they're, they're just letting the guys run right through." Oh man. So. Oh. Um, did, did you hear from the, their owner about the jokes that we were making on your own? I mean, because they actually put a phone call in to one of your personnel. No. You didn't hear anything. I didn't hear anything after, you know what I mean? I, I think I, I can get it. Here's the problem. I think they honestly thought they were going to come in and beat us. I mean, I saw some of their social media stuff and, you know, and players are out there. And so there was a potential that, yeah, maybe they're going to get a bunch of dudes and they're going to come in and compete. Um, but, you know, so I, I think there's a level that they were, honestly, I think they thought they were going to come in and compete. And then when all of a sudden it goes sideways, and then there's somebody describing how sideways it went. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They get a little butt hurt, you know. Their kicker, who only kicked like once, I, was yeah. he looked like a, a, a Cub Scout. He was so little. He's from uh, he's from Holland. He's from, he's from around here. He, he kept asking me to bring, hey, he told me, he told me in the first quarter that, because I was standing right there by there under the bench. He said, I will come play for you for a cheeseburger and fries. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
And yeah, I so he was like a hired gun for them. I, well, he lives down in Louisville now, I guess. So he he does kick. You know, it was in the first quarters, twenty-two nothing. I looked at him and I because they did the opening kickoff. And I said to him, I said, "Hey, I, I think your day's done." Oh yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, I, I kind of get that feeling too. Oh, I'm like, yep. Jesus, it was such a massacre. Holy shit. Yeah. Now you have one yeah. game left at home, correct? Yes. Yes. Is that next week? And I did. Uh, June four. June four. So a couple weeks, and it should it should be a good game. I just talked to their guy last night. It's a team. Um, they've been playing. It should be a good game, but I mean, I don't know. You never know what what we're gonna get. You know, we're gonna prepare like they're a great team, and um, you know, we're gonna we're really pushing to, to pack that place this last game to have a really good time and yeah, um, got a few tricks up our sleeves. So we uh, yeah, we're we're you know we're gonna do what we can do. Let me ask you this. Um, would yeah. it wouldn't it would be perfect if you had uh, eight teams within the state of Michigan? So Kalamazoo, oh, Grand Rapids, Muskegon, 100%. Ann Arbor, Detroit, Flint, Lansing, mm-hmm. Saginaw, Bay City, Midland. Um, you know, I imagine that that would be quite an undertaking. But it, is that that's not out of the question to find? I mean, all you got to do basically is get a deal with the local arena, uh, right? You know, and uh, and then start trying to build a team wouldn't, I mean, that would be absolutely incredible if you had an eight team interstate indoor football league. Yeah. And you know, that's uh, not to be, it's in my journey, in my book, like Mario and I have talked about that. How do we help people replicate this? Because it's a great sport. It's great for the the communities. And the reality is the travel is what kills a lot of these teams. You know, we went down to Charlotte, it costs us 25 grand, you know what I mean? And it's like, that's not feasible for a lot of teams. And it's, um, you know, we couldn't do that every week. We'd have to change our whole, our structure. But, yeah, I mean, you get a team in Grand Rapids. You get a team in Saginaw. Saginaw's had a team before. Kalamazoo's had a team before. And so you get – it's got to take place. There's got to yeah. be some investors and some people out there that can make it happen because well, it's a, it's a, it's a blast. The organizational idea of let's say you had one centralized group of people who, yep. were, who were beating the streets trying to find the investors to sell them on the idea – and I think yeah. that that once you and it's all about you know checks and balances. What type of what what type of investment are we looking into for what type of return on the investment? Mm-hmm. So yep. you know I don't know if you. Uh, it's almost like if you created an entity of of people doing that type of exploratory work, trying to find people who would be interested in it, and then moving yep. as one unit and launching a whole league. I think there's something to that. It's a, I can't yeah. do it. I can't do it. But I know that if there's a will, there's a way. I think that would be just tits if you had a statewide I, league. A hundred percent. And I think, you know, and we've got seven years of data now. I think we've got a lot of just experience. Like we've been through, man, talk about it, just a, a shit show and stuff that we've been through. And it, it's good because we've got all this experience now. And I think we can help bring that to teams and say, hey, here's what you can expect. Here's this. Um and I, I think it's got to happen. I mean, I, it, it's been so great for Muskegon. It's been so great for our community. I mean, you saw the kids last night. The kids last night, man, you, you just oh, thought, yeah. and they're yeah. going nuts. You know yeah. what I mean? And we have, I, I just think you can see that happen across the state. And like, it's, it could be a, it's it could a, be a really, really good thing. There's a little a North Dallas 40 vibe to it, if you're familiar with that old school movie, because Effie the mascot was behind mm-hmm. me, lifting up his head, drinking a Bud Light at one point. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that yeah, is that I mean, is the best. 
I think you said something about him smuggling a, a I don't know what you said. Uh, yeah, I said I, I announced on the PA that the children are getting or on the on the uh, telecast that kids are getting contact buzzes yeah, off right. of his yeah. stink. Yeah, he's definitely an adult mascot, but I mean, you talk about I mean like he's just and that's he's such a character and does so much for us. I know. It's, uh, uh, it's great. Dude, I tell you what, I'm excited about that. I I got it. I don't know. I've just I've got an itch to try to want to help you explore this. If you ever need another head to think about this oh, type sure. of thing, I would love to help. I, I always commit no. and then I, I run out of time, but whatever. I still think yep. it's fun to think about. No, I think I think there's something out there. I think you're onto it. I think I, I, I've had very few people that show up to a game that don't go, wow, that was awesome. That was a great time. You know, um, I just think they don't understand what, what it is and it could be so great. And right what you guys do, you just add to it, man. It's awesome. Well, it was fun. It was the first to hear the, uh, I, I whispered in Mike Taylor's ear. I said, Hey man, the lady's pissed off at us. And he was like, what the fuck? Are you serious? So, all right. Well, well you're doing something right. Okay, man. Well, I appreciate, uh, yeah, you know, uh, being part of it and you guys are the best. Okay. Uh, we love you, Eric, man. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks again. There you go. Right, we'll catch you. Yeah, man. Nate Smith, that is the uh, uh, general manager and head coach of the local indoor arena football team. God, is that fucking fun. June 4th, I have uh, 10 pair of tickets to give away for that. So if you live locally, I will be giving tickets away for that. So that will be a lot of fun, and you'll be able to see for yourself how awesome that is. Okay. Okay, let's talk about um, in Michigan here. Third grader goes to school and um, is has it's like hat day at the school, and uh, this kid's asshole mom and dad. Uh, gave this kid a hat to wear and it's one of these hats you'll see it okay this is when i whenever i see someone with these hats i just avoid them it's the come and take it first amendment or second amendment hat first amendment second amendment hat uh with the rifle and so a third grader is walking into school on hat day with the come and take it hat. Okay. That is troll by proxy. You're allowing your kid to walk into the school with the second amendment come and take it hat. Okay. Behind this has to be the biggest asshole parents Wait a minute. Did I say Second Amendment? I'm getting my amendments mixed up. It's it. Well, it's a Second Amendment for the guns. First Amendment for free speech. The mom and they they said take the hat off. You can't wear the hat, you little asshole. And uh, this is in an area. Uh, it's called Shiawassee County. It's kind of near Flint. Um, and these asshole parents are like, well, that's infringing on your free speech. That's an infringement on your free. It's not. I don't know how many times I have to go through this. 
How many times do morons have to be told that if you wear your come and take it hat into a place that says you can't, that that's breaking the uh, uh, dress code rules, that's not an infringement on your free speech. That's like walking into school with a a shirt that says, uh, I hate black people or go fuck your mom or something like that. That's what this is. And, uh, but this, this kid's asshole redneck parents think that this is appropriate and they're, they're suing, uh, They're suing three employees at the Shiawassee County School District are named in a federal lawsuit claiming that they violated some asshole kid's First Amendment rights by telling her, little girl, she could not wear a hat displaying an AR-15 with the phrase, come and take it on hat day. You know, all the other kids, one kid's got Pokemon, the other kid's got Minecraft, and this little bitch has come and take it. What the fuck? What is going on here? Now, as you know, I am pro uh, Second Amendment. And I am pro First Amendment. All right? But I am not pro cocksucker, which is what this little asshole's mom and dad are. They're dicks. This is what you get in Michigan. Assholes like this who dress their kids up in shithead hats like this. Okay? This 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 is what I'm surrounded by in this state. Assholes. The mom and dad who encouraged the kid to wear this on hat day are assholes. I don't care what you tell me. They are assholes. No matter what you say. And if you think that your kid is going to wear then you're an asshole. Deal with it. I'm sorry. But that's the fa- that's a fact. So, uh, now the parents are like, oh, well, we're going to sue. Duran Area School Superintendent Craig McCrum, with the most unfortunate last name of the day, Robert Kerr Elementary School Principal Amy Leffel, and Michael Papanek, uh, the on-track coach at Robert Kerr Elementary School, are all named in a 10-page complaint filed Monday. Uh, of last week in the U.S. District Court for the Eastern District of Michigan. Uh, It says, by restricting plaintiffs' clothing based on words and images that are non-threatening, this is from their attorney, non-disruptive and non-vulgar, defendants are violating plaintiffs' freedom of speech guaranteed by the First Amendment, according to the lawsuit. McCrum declined to comment on the lawsuit. It's an an internal matter. According to the lawsuit, the plaintiff, a third grade student at the time of the incident identified in the lawsuit as CS, which stands for cocksucker, wore a baseball style hat to a school hat day event on February 17th. Students were encouraged to wear hats on that day. But what the school didn't know is that CS's parents are also assholes. The hat worn by the student was black and featured a white star. Well, Well, you saw it. I don't need to describe it to you again. Um, it's a common slogan used by, uh, assholes who are showing support for the second amendment. The student understood the meaning of that slogan on the hat supports the right to keep and bear arms. Yeah. I'm sure the kid has a, has a real, uh, a grasp of the constitution. I'm sure she's all about it and enjoys shooting sports. According to the complaint lie. She's never held a gun in her life. 
her asshole dad and even bigger asshole mom, well, they're both assholes, made her wear that. That's what happened. The lawsuit also states that the student chose to wear that hat. That's a lie, I promise you. When the student wore that hat to school on hat day, it might be that she wore it on her own if she's been indoctrinated by her asshole parents. When the student wore that hat to school on hat day, Papanik called her father and asked if he would bring her a different hat to school. Hey, Dad, they don't want me to wear this hat. Can you bring me a different hat? She's probably like, can you bring me the uh, rebel flag hat? Or, um, no, Dad, if that doesn't work, can you grab the fuck your feelings hat? Or, oh, wait a minute. You can also go with the let's go Brandon hat. Or um, maybe Calvin pissing on Ford. Uh, Dad said no. Can you maybe, Dad, get the one with that silhouette of Derek Chauvin kneeling on George Floyd? Can you grab that hat for me? Dad said, no, wear that hat. Leffel, the guy mentioned in the lawsuit, also called the student's father, according to the lawsuit, and left a voicemail stating that the student could not wear the hat at school. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're like, this is violation of freedom of speech, man, violation. It's not. Be patient. I'm going to get to the key point of the story. There's rules in life. Follow them or don't. When the student returned home after school, she told her father that Papanek and Leffel made her take off the hat and put it in her locker. Dickhead emailed Leffel, who confirmed that the student was not permitted to wear the hat. Um, per the Durand area school's dress code, anything printed on clothing must not be offensive in any way. How is it offensive, Eric Zane? Because it is. The building principal staff has the right to decide what is offensive. You see, this is not a democracy. It's a school. And this is why schools are fucked. Part of the, one of several reasons. Asshole parents try to run the schools the way they think they should be run. But they're not educators. They're assholes. Okay? The school has that built in. They can decide what's offensive and what's not. If you can't play by the rules, get the fuck out of the school, dumb shit. No one wants to teach your fucking hillbilly kid anyway. Go fuck yourself. That's what they should say. The building, principal, and staff have the right to decide what is offensive. It's written down right there. But some examples are words slash slogans that advertise illegal substances, words slash slogans that are racially or religiously offensive, violence themes, vulgar or sexual innuendo, etc. Now, that's all I would need to see to understand that I leave it up to the experts. If they decide what's uh, good in their school, that's the way it is. So be it. If she wants to wear it around the house or wear it out in public, go for it. But if you're in the school, you're not wearing that hat. Okay? And tell your dad and your mom they're assholes. Lawsuit states that the slogan included on the student's hat was not offensive. Well, that's up to interpretation, you know, by the superintendent and the principal. It also claims the student's 14th of, uh, Amendment right to due process was violated. Uh, it's a school, not a court. By not providing plaintiff with objective criteria for knowing what clothing is prohibited, defendants are denying plaintiff due process. Uh-huh. Get the fuck out of here, you piece of shit. The student would like to wear the hat again on future days. 
but she is in fear of discipline or being singled out for corrective treatment by defendants if she does so, the lawsuit states. The relief sought in the lawsuit includes a declaration that the student can wear the hat and nominal fees in addition to the fees and costs associated with having an attorney on the case. So basically, they're just being a pain in the ass. The family that is suing doesn't want any compensatory damages. I'll give them credit for that. But even wasting any amount of time, while it's hard enough as an educator to teach, to have to deal with your redneck bullshit, you fucking dick. Fuck you. Fuck your hat. Eat shit and die. We have the asshole of the day coming up. I also have some um, things that I want to talk about on the Patreon. Real wrestling heat. This is incredible. Thank you to Joey Williamson for sending this along. I tell you what, that if you really want to see an amazing wrestling match, have it where the fans get pissed off and, and headbutt the wrestlers. I have footage of this. You must see this. And I am finally going to get to the celestial excitement that a number of you sent me. I know Lara sent this, and I think Marcy might have sent this too. Oh, my God. It's a little bit of a letdown. Well, anytime I discuss celestial excitement with you guys, it's a letdown for you because it's not for me. A little bit it is. I thought that I could see a better image, but it's a discussion about black holes. And I know you're like, God, shut up. But I seriously love this shit. But we have to name the asshole of the day. Get your nominations in on the live stream, and we shall see. Uh, before I leave, though, I've got a number of sponsors that I have to get to because I went long today and did not like put them in appropriately. So I'm going to end with a bunch. So I please, bear with me. Uh, can't drop the E at a U. Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home Discount Outlet in Granville, Michigan, Chicago Drive behind Little Caesars. You walk in there, mention my name. It's already cheaper than any place in the state. It's an additional 10%. That's all you need to know. And this isn't some shit that they cobble together. They buy the best-selling brands in large quantities. The manufacturers sell it for a lower price because they're doing that. You know, shipping costs are lower because they're sending so much of it. And then the savings are passed on to you, so it's already extra cheap. The best brands, vinyl, plank, carpet, tile, you name it. It's all there at Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home Discount Outlet. Big, ugly building, tan, small red sign behind Little Caesars, north side of Chicago Drive. A&E Heating and Cooling. To Madre Azuna Puta. 616-516-8579. To get your AC tuned up, it's a $79 fee. They'll head in the house, look at the inner workings of uh, all the uh, uh, portions of what makes your air conditioning work. I don't know if it's coil or condenser or what. I think inside it's the coil. And then outside it's the condenser. I think. Anyway. All that stuff's going to be clean. Sensors are going to be looked at, clean, make sure everything is in tip-top running shape, uh, test for efficiency level, and they can do that. They can determine how efficient it is. And after, before the tune-up and after the tune-up, it's going to be considerably more efficient if you haven't had this done in a while. 
and that saves you money each month on your energy bill. Kilowatt hours down because you've gotten your AC looked at. 616-516-8579 or click on the A and E heating and cooling logo wherever I post about it on social media or on my website, ericsinjo.com. Tech Tuesday is tomorrow with Alan from Blue Frost IT. Mr. Excitement is back in the house. BlueFrostIT.com. Uh, a lot to catch up on with Alan. It's been way too mu- uh, long since we've chatted. Blue Frost IT is the managed IT service provider for this show. If you are in a medium or small, I'm sorry, yeah, medium or small business, you're going to need some tech support at some time. Remember to call upon Blue Frost IT, 616-516-8579. It could be for a quick fix for a piece of equipment inside of your uh, business or perhaps an entire overhaul update of your tech. Your employees will work faster, they'll work smarter, and everything will be smoother because of an upgrade to your tech. 616-516-8579. Pardon me, that is the wrong phone number. 616-200-8550 for Blue Frost IT. Mario Flores, we talked about him running the football team, the Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. Thank you very much. Anywhere in the U.S. you can get a mortgage with the exception of South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, and Hawaii. Uh, Reach out to Mario, 231-332-6505. Get the ball rolling on a mortgage for you. Whether your credit is great or not so great, he will help. You might even get Coach Nate Smith to help you out. Wonderful human being. And last but not least, Irvine's. Oh, my gosh. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Servicing all makes and models in West Michigan. It's worth the drive if you're off the beaten path from Irvine's, which is kind of like right in the center of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Okay? They are along 44th Street, three blocks east of 131. Side Street is known as Stafford. Just down the street on Stafford, you will see the sign for Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's how we do the free podcast every day. Okay. Big Ryan Reynolds. Big underscore Ryan underscore Reynolds. First time chat. Hi. Hello, Ryan. Welcome. What's your story? How did you find the show? Are you entirely new like you've never seen or heard me ever before? Or are you from the old radio days? Or did you maybe follow me uh, doing the hockey stuff? I need to know these things. I like to pay attention. I like the stories of how people discovered the show. I'm always interested in that. Let's see. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of discussion on the previous story. Uh, I imagine that this might be discussed on the um, Boomer Bunker podcast, who hopefully had an on-time start today. Because if they're podcasting, I'm going to send you over to those stupid shits who are probably going to give you horrible points of view on that story and maybe the story about the uh, massacre, the massacres that took place. I expect some type of... um, uh, uh, racial slurs at some point from one uh, John Jamingo, one half. 
Uh, I see I see that they are not on today. Kate just has informed me that they'll be on tonight. Well, that's unfortunate. I would love to be able to uh, shuffle you all off to them right now, but they have made a change to the uh, to the time. Trey Santcliffe was your asshole of the day yesterday. Uh, before I get to the asshole of the day today, I see an update from Rick Steinebach from TC Paintball. Update. Women's and kids leagues are both on Wednesdays. There has been a change. So if you've been looking forward to going to the women's league coming up on Thursday, they're now doing the ladies mixed in with the kids. So that is a change. Note that on your TC Paintball calendar. Uh, The asshole of the day brought to you by TC Paintball and JM Synthetics. Okay. Mm. Okay. Shit. Your suggestions. Now, any other day, um, I would um, give this to the mom and dad who made the uh, third grader wear the come and take it hat. It's going to be the Buffalo terrorist who tried to kill all the black people in Buffalo. Holy shit. And you know what? I'm going to, I, I don't know. I don't know shit about the other two mass shootings that happened as well, but they're, they're no better. But uh, that's kind of what we talked about today. So the Buffalo terrorist has to be, has to be your asshole of the day. Okay, so then remember that Boomer Bob and uh, Jizmongo will be at 9 p.m. tonight if you want to check out the Boomer Bunker podcast. They do a great job, so thank you, boys. Okay, that's going to do it for me today, and I hope you enjoyed this podcast. It probably went over a little bit, but that's okay. No, No big deal. Love you so much. Thank you, folks. And I'll talk to you on Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric Zane to pay for vet bills. Oh, my God. What a dollar figure. Thanks again, folks. Talk to you down the road. Bye-bye. Oh,